Hi. <laughs> Do I use my radio voice? Yeah, yeah, Hi. yeah. This is George Hoffman, and you're listening to Deaf Dialogue. Awesome. <laughs> As I was saying, losing my meat. All ever... those muscular fingers you've got. You got some of the strongest fingers I've ever felt. Oh yeah. Oh, you man. remember the I'm not sure we should be talking about that on a recording either. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> they're soft and they're strong. Ooh, ooh, ooh yeah. <laughs> Everybody ready? Yeah. Everybody limber? No. <laughs> <laughs> God was always limber. Welcome to Week wait, 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 Black wait, wait, Mamba. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Here, you, you want me? I wanted to let, do that for twenty-four weeks. <laughs> I'm a, I want someone else to do the intro. I want Kyle to do the intro. I'll text you what I have. Hold on. No, hell no, I'm not doing I'm gonna, the intro. <laughs> come on, Kyle. I'm gonna text you what I got. Oh my gosh, it's gonna sound awful. God, I can't wait to, dude. You needed to warn me about that. Guess I should have kept my mouth shut. Let's see. Yeah, you did this to yourself. This would be good. This is the right Kyle. We can sit here silently for an hour if you want. We haven't really had a silent moment in a while. So we're overdue. Okay, let's get this show on the road here. So I'll take like 10 seconds every time you ask me a question and, and, and then answer. Well, <laughs> Just make yes. Dave's life editing life <laughs> yeah. miserable. Yes, and let me tell you why. <laughs> and we're back. There were some things. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to read this as completely as you wrote it, okay? With yeah, name me. and everything, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to week Black Mamba of Deaf Dialogue. My name is Dave, a.k.a. Jabroni Joe, joined as always with our elder millennial West VA and the loudest podcast host ever, Silent Quiet K. It's, it's poignant that I'm like yelling right now. For people who are familiar with our show, our friend Logan, a.k.a. DJ Dadbod, is a frequent topic and guest. This week, we thought it would be fun if we invited the man who helped bring our Logan into this world. Please welcome <laughs> the noble father of DJ Dad Bod, Mr. George Hoffman. So it's the real Dad Bod. Yeah, so right. <laughs> it's Elder Dad Bod. Elder Dad Bod. Do you ever just look at Logan and be like, you came out of my balls? Yeah. Well, there have been those times. <laughs> yes. There's been those times. Because I do that. Yeah. He's actually. You look at Logan you know, and Logan's, say that? Logan's. Um, <laughs> A, a, a lot like me, especially in our senses of humor. So, yeah. Oh, so that should be good. Kind of get each other. Yeah. Now, how long were you an architect? Uh, never. Always had an interest in it, but never. <laughs> but he's never worked in surgery either. So, a loser. So, so you're better than him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you remind him? Nah, it wouldn't be worth it. You're so far ahead. You don't want to <laughs> reach back. Need a reminder. <laughs> nah, he's a he's a good kid. I got good boys. It's the girls. Yeah, that are bad. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you got to watch out for them. Yep. 
So, Mr. George, you all we're know gonna, that by now. We're gonna tell me about it. Oh my <laughs> god, all my girls, horrible. Yeah, I was like, take them back, <laughs> put them back where they came from. Are they from Texas? We're from Texas. Yeah, but like northern Texas. All my exes are from Texas. <laughs> I don't even know who sings that. What country? It's George is Strait. That? Is that George Strait? All my exes live in Texas. <laughs> Why couldn't I remember that? I should have remembered that. Were you thinking of George Crooked? Yeah. Mm. All right. I just like put a halt in the uh, flow of this thing. Can we keep going? <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> We're going to start off with a pretty personal question here. Wow. If you could have dinner with one famous person, whether it be a celebrity or an artist, whoever, who would it be and why? Mr. George, the floor are we, is yours. Are we talking about like now or what? In history. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, my, my choice today would be. So, sure, sure. So, you know, I... Well, I, you know, I have a lot of interests. I have a, a lot of, um, a lot of hobbies and a lot of things that I'm passionate about. You know, there are things like arts and creativity and there are, there's activism, there's philanthropy, there's all of that kind of stuff. So mahogany, mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at the same time, um, I would say, especially now, especially after all of this um, shit we've been through for the last year and a half, um, I would probably find, I, I'm big into comedy, so I'd probably look for a really good comedian. Um, I like them. I stay, I stay sane a lot of times by listening to uh, comedy on either Pandora or Amazon Music going up and down the road when I have to commute on 81. It keeps me from like running people off the road and things like that. So, uh, you know, maybe um, Jim Gaffigan, Kathleen Madigan. They're, uh, they're funny. They're yeah. good, funny people. Yeah. Good. And I think it'd be good, good dinner conversation. What do you think you'd talk about? You think it would be funny or you think it'd be like... I probably would just let them talk. I wouldn't have to say anything. <laughs> just sit there. They just do a stand-up routine, you know. But yeah. Yeah. I just bring up topics and just let them go, probably. You'd just be Kyle. Then I'd spit food all over the table <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah, you Kyle the situation. <laughs> Kyle, they really give you a hard time, don't they? It's okay. Yeah, Kyle and Logan are very fun to pick on. Mm. I, guess I do I it to Kyle because I love Kyle, but I do it to Logan to make him bleed. <laughs> uh, that's terrible. I saw Jim Gaffigan three or four years ago. In the mirror. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you saw through him? Logan was with me, I think. I think really? Logan saw him with me. Yeah. I would be surprised. I, I watch him if, if I find out he's going to have a concert or something on TV or you know, I'll watch some of those things that are on uh, Netflix or, you know, whatever. But I, I think he's one of the funniest people out there. I'm, I love the guy's sense of humor. I love his delivery. I love the, you know, he's in the same age range now as me. So I love the topics he comes up with, especially yeah. talking about his kids. He's got like, he's got more kids than I do, I think. He's got five kids. Really? Okay, yeah. same. Yeah. yeah. That's almost like more though. <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, but he's rich. It's probably really easy. So yeah. it's only having one kid. Plus, he can go away from home a lot. Man, that's you know he can he can tour the country and like just come back every now and then and say yeah those are my kids and then go off again. <laughs> yeah, since no one listens to the show, I can say this. Um, <laughs> it's one thing I miss about the military is like you know full separation. You come back fuller and recharge. I don't know. I've heard that about relationships. Though you need some space to make the time together stronger. So you all may know this about me, may not. I, I have, I started in my adult life, taking a vacation every year. Nice. So I do a little, you know, and it's not a big deal, but, um, and I encourage Ruth to go. Cause I think, I think it, it's really good for both of us to just be away from each other every now. And I, it's probably going to be more prevalent when, because at the end of this year, I'm retiring and she's already retired. So we're probably going to need a vacation every other three weeks or so. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my economics teacher, Mr. Neff, he taught us about the uh, product of diminishing returns via <laughs> relationships. <laughs> like that's how it stuck in my head. Yeah. 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 Well, it's a you know I I um I obviously I like the beach for one thing so. Around about my birthday, my birthday is on June second every year. So you know, it comes that way every year for some reason. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so around that. about the end of um, the end of May and the first part of June is when I just go away for a couple of days and I go to the beach and I take my paints and I take a book and I take stuff and I, you know, every day when I get up, I decide, hmm, where do I want to go today? Or hey, what would I like to do today? It's a novel approach, you know, you don't, have to, you don't have to ask anybody else. You don't have to say, do you want seafood again? Or, you know, <laughs> none of that. So greasy deciding dinner is like the most stressful thing in the world. Yep. Yep. I hate it. <laughs> I don't it's get just suggestions. Me. I just say, yeah. Okay. <laughs> or do you want me to grill? <laughs> like we, get, we just ask the kids now because i don't give a shit and jackie doesn't decide so but like kids what do you want and then that's what we get yeah yeah easy easy yeah no i would have i would have never asked my kids we'd have been eating fruit loops or something every day i don't know you know Dude, fuck it sometimes the answer is just ice cream i'm like all right yeah. let's go yeah. Well, once the kids got out of the house, we went back to that thing that we did before. It was like, you know, some days it was like popcorn for dinner yeah. or a bowl of cereal or screw it. Man. I, I must say I eat healthier nowadays than I used to. So. Yeah, it's overwork. I don't like it. <laughs> well, when you get old and your body starts to fall apart, it becomes more apparent how important your nutrition is. Yeah. So. And, I mean, I think you as someone who, you know, was active and took care of themselves. Do you have any of those sort of like, damn, man, I really wish I would, uh, Oh, type things. Oh, I grew up as a very fat kid. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was pretty hefty. And, you know, even I, I look back, I have these things. Like I look back on, uh, uh, my adult years when I started working at the hospital, I worked at the hospital for about five years and then went to work for as a private scrub nurse for a group of surgeons. And 
during that time, I, I was really burning the candle at both ends. And I started to figure out that if I skipped lots of meals, I could lose a lot of weight. And I lost a lot of weight, but you know, I, and I know what size I was and I look at pictures of myself now at what I looked like then, but I still always felt like a fat kid. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, and it's, you know, it's that it's a thing that's very true. It's, it's in your mindset and stuff and you can't, you can't sort of throw that away for some reason, but, uh, but I managed to get it off. I gained a lot of it back here about nine or 10 years ago. I, I have fibromyalgia and finally got a, uh, uh, diagnosis from someone, you know, trying to figure out for years what was wrong, why I had chronic fatigue, had just tremendous amounts of pain and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, finally got a diagnosis from a, a really good rheumatologist down in, down at UVA. And, um, I started doing a lot of research and nutrition was where it all landed. I, I learned all about nutritional healing and ways that I could help myself. And I started eating cleaner, got away from processed foods for the most part. Not that I never eat a processed food, but um, most, mostly um, fresh stuff. I eat mostly organic stuff. I eat very little red meat anymore, maybe two, three times a month. And it started to make a huge difference. I lost about 50 pounds. I felt about 80, 85% better almost every day of my life. And I don't cycle through those terrible fibromyalgia things like I used to. I do still have it. It's still there and it still causes me some trouble. And it causes me some adrenal gland things where my blood pressure will shoot up all of a sudden or something like that. It, it shoots cortisol out into my system. But aside from that, um, I'm, I've been pretty healthy and, and try and stay pretty healthy. I'm still, I'm still fatter than I want to be. I'm still, you know, I'd like to be slimmer. I'd like to be more muscular. One of the things that, you know, my job keeps me sitting in a chair about 10 hours a day, some days. So. Yeah. How's your happy. posture? That's my posture has gone the shit recently. Yeah. I feel the same way. Um, I, I consciously work on my posture all the time. Yeah. I get, you know, I get ergonomic chairs and I have you know, in my car, I have a little thing I put in my lower back to sit up straight and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not terrible. I do find, you know, the, the one thing for me that comes into play, again, as I get older, I have trifocals in my glasses. And so working at a computer, you have to figure out the sweet spot or take the glasses off. That's the way, that's the way I do most of the time. I take the glasses off or else I'm constantly doing this and this <laughs> and trying to get, you know, see what's going on. And that'll kill your posture and kill your neck and kill your shoulders and all that stuff. But I'm always nervous, like, horrible posture. Just I'm at a desk most of the time and I'm like, shit, I got 30 more years of this. Like, yeah, I got to have something. I had to put like a pillow behind my back because I could just feel myself slouching worse the, every week the important thing is always to keep something in your lumbar spine that keeps the curvature there that's that's the important thing and then if you can if because that's there if you if you keep something there that'll help you to remember to straighten your shoulders up and all of that together kind of works also i'm not doing it now because i'm at my home and my desk but at work my computer screen is up like this so that i'm not looking like this we all are getting laptop necks yeah. That's, a, that's a really bad thing so Shouldn't set it up neck. on top of something yeah that's what i always say 
it'll be interesting to see like 20 years from now what everyone actually yeah, looks like phones like, and, uh, and laptops and shit yeah it'll it's killing our posters, all of us the yeah. physical therapists are making a fortune yeah orthopedists yeah you know, good yeah. point chiropractors yeah speaking of uh bad posture wes i have a question for you because I, I thought of this the other day we're, i'm gonna take this way back to when we were doing the pet peeves and i'm still caught up on the ketchup and glass bottle thing because i made some steaks the other day and i got, grabbed the a1 it was brand new a1 bottle and i'm like it's made of glass what do i do do i call west do i call kyle it's uh it's a little more a one's a little runnier so it comes out easier yeah it's i struggled though i mean i was up and down (laughs) did you use both hands i was (laughs) yeah i double fisted (laughs) it no hey you gotta it's it's this chopping motion okay no i refuse to do that i tried like the (laughs) rubbing like have you heard like you take something and rub it on the bottom of the bottle because no. it's got those little ridges on it and it's supposed to like shake it it's I've a, never it was I've like never a, had issues with a1 coming out it's only been ketchup solely ketchup yeah fuck ketchup and glass bottles man first but, world problems yeah tell me about it <laughs> tell me about it but there's still real problems george <laughs> i'm not gonna let you diminish my first problems. world problems ketchup and a glass and let me tell you the next day wow. when i went to eat the leftovers i grabbed the same a1 bottle and i went to pour it out didn't have any issue it was like so maybe the first, it's, it's the first little it's just the tip of it just the tip that i couldn't get out i've heard that so, if you stick your tongue in, in it, it that first one comes out better <laughs> i don't know try it oh uh, yeah next time a1 still talking about forever. glass bottles or <laughs> yes yeah i'm taking notes here sure. <laughs> use i really tongue. hope you didn't bring a notepad <laughs> i have one right here by my desk you're gonna it's just gonna be like you writing down like why question mark a bunch of times <laughs> wtf all yeah. contact wes's <laughs> mother <laughs> Reach out to authorities, Send child flowers. services, <laughs> asterisk. Exactly. They just keep letting me have kids. No one stops me. I think the government will be like, that's enough. Quit nope. it. And we, we have some friends that keep having children. I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I can't. It, what, I can't get my head around it. Like how Are old? Are Catholic? No. I was just joking. No. Everyone always asked me that when me too. <laughs> in school, everyone asked me that. I'm like, I mean, yes, my family is, but that's not why we have them. There were so many times where your mom would be like, no, we're like 12, 13 years old. And she'd be like, when are you having kids? You're now Catholic. You're part of this family. This is when you start. And I was like, Alice, I'm just trying to get some of your weed. Like, let's go get hot. But that was a long time ago. Grew out of that stage. Yeah. 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 She hasn't. She hasn't. Good. I've <clears throat> prevent. I've like prohibited her from listening to this show. Oh come on, man! One less listener. The fuck. Here, here goes Kyle telling women what to do again. Seriously. Oh. 
There's one right. in your house, don't forget. She beats him. She who <laughs> must not be named. <laughs> Glad she doesn't listen either. <laughs> Neither does my wife. Like she's like, it's not gonna be as entertaining as what I already listened to. So Fuck I'm no. like, awesome. Thanks, babe. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Thanks for the support. Yeah. That's why, like, she is a no bullshit, no excuse type person. I need that. Oh man, if I have, if I come to your house and complain in front of her, I'm like, what am I? I I'll catch myself mid complaint, and I'm like, stop, stop. She'll get you. She'll get you. Because there, there's just no excuse, no complaining. <laughs> I should be like the household she throw rule. Throw you against the wall, or what happens when that? She happens? will just make she you can... feel like, like, why are you complaining? She, she's just. She can she do has, it with a look. Yeah, she has any story or experience, like horrible experience that anyone in history has gone through, she's gone through it worse. But she doesn't say it. She doesn't one up you. She just goes, hmm. Like almost disappointed <laughs> that you're you're talking about it. First it's world problems. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Wes. I'm curious who's your uh, dinner celebrity. I don't know. George had a good point with like just making it a good time, good entertainment. I don't know. Maybe my dad, because I never had dinner with him. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Look that good. He listens. Yeah, he's the one. The he's one the guy. biggest fan. <laughs> that would suck. Um, man, I don't know. Like, I think previously in my life, I tried to make it like, because, you know, this question comes up and I'm like, oh, Ernest Hemingway, because, you know what I mean? But that's Martin Luther King. Yeah, I think it would be they'd be too narcissistic. I like the comedy. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I feel like I wouldn't stop laughing if Dave Chappelle was in the room. So I'm going to go with that. <laughs> yeah. Dave. I thought about this earlier and Dave Chappelle is definitely on my list. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to choose just one, though. Um, I don't know. It's. I'm just a big fan of Eminem. I feel like he is also comedy gold, even though he's a musical artist. I don't know. I feel like that would be my choice. I would be, now that I'm thinking about it, um, I would love to talk to J. Cole after this last album because of the work that he put in. And like, it's hard for me to find people that like, drive that hard obama would be another one that would be really cool i would want to like see a tupac speech yeah if i could just be in the same room as tupac was giving a speech just to feel his energy that would be do you think kyle is gonna say anthony green as his one person (laughs) and we're back (laughs) who you got kyle i was gonna say there's no like a in the the sentence the text from Dave. There's no one, nothing that says it has to be a real person. So I'm going to go with Ted Lasso. Oh, okay, okay. yeah, mm. that's cool. I gotta watch that. Stuff. If I was picking a real person, I, I the Obama, the West, he said Obama. I think that would be his. Uh, I think Michelle Obama even more maybe than either than, of them. Yeah, than Barack. Yeah. I I find her fascinating, <laughs> and I think she probably was at least three fourths of his personality and drive. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. She's and a, she's and a to, cool lady. 
like we always focus on like the number ones of, of a relationship or a company, but those number twos put in the work and they do the, they're the practitioners and they run the operations. I, I think you're right. That would be an interesting conversation. Yep. I mean, I for sure would think Jill Biden would be a hell of a lot more interesting than uh, I actually Joe. have met her. Yeah. She's a, she worked Great with lay. the community college system when I did, and we <laughs> used to get her to come and do speeches for our conferences and stuff. I was on the executive board of the Virginia Community College System, uh, Virginia Community Colleges Association for a long time. And uh, was that for sure? <laughs> BCCA. Yeah. So was uh, she interesting? Like. Oh, she's incredible. She's so brilliant. She's brilliant. She's, you know, she's an English teacher and she's, you know, so she's well read and she's, she's well spoken and she's very eloquent. She's, she's brilliant. She's a, she's a neat lady. Again, I, I think she's probably, probably three, three fourths of that personality and that drive and stuff too. Yeah, I would say so. I, you know, I think it was a huge thing. I think she kind of pushed him into running uh thanks a lot along jill. with his kids you know did you say thanks a lot jill yeah <laughs> yeah we could have had uh, could have had bernie in there yeah. i don't know if that was ever going to happen although i would have voted for him his, his interview on rogan was interesting but like if i try to put myself at dinner with him i'd be like mm. bro like i need you to take a breath yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> he's just all over the place and yeah. and, it, and that's that's exactly why he does you know he doesn't come across I mean, I think he's brilliant. I think he has yeah. incredible ideas. He's an he ideas just, man for he sure. He just comes off as kind of this not composed. You know, yeah, he's, maniacal he's like kind crazy of uncle. loose cannon. It's yeah. like the Charlie Day meme where he's got like the blackboard and all the things and he's <laughs> yeah. just like yeah. completely wiped out the cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, these are my ideas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need people like that though. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, I think. I think he needs a cabinet post or something. I think he, I think he should be, you know, I think he should yeah. work in a room by himself and every once in a while <laughs> exactly. you go in and check on him and he hands just you a like, list of shit he came up with. Just like computer programmers. <laughs> he should be in a little room somewhere, yeah. a little cubicle. All the ideas. Just like graphic clubs. designers. You just leave them alone in the room. <laughs> they pump out let, work, let their wives beat them. Yep. And I mean, I was going to say that he and Elizabeth need to come in and uh, take over and give me a, uh, Give all of us our uh, tuition reimbursement here, and uh, yeah, don't want to pay the rest I mean, shit off. I I think that'll happen. happen eventually. I just I just think it's going to take some years. Yeah. Yeah. So come October, I'm going to have to start making payments again. Damn. I'm just, I'm just trying to talk my kids out of going to college, yeah. unless I want them to be like so so poignant and passionate. Like, no, I have to because I'm going to do this, and then I'll be like, all right, cool. But if they're just like, I'm supposed to go, like, don't go. I don't want you to go. I'm glad I didn't go. Hearing people complain about how long it takes off or takes to pay off the student loans. Like, I have very little regret about not finishing. I shouldn't be complaining at all. I have not much debt. And I could have paid it off by now if I would have increased my payments. But it just... Those bikes behind you. Yeah, I have too many toys and yeah. spend money on other stuff. I know, I know another young man like that. <laughs> oh, he had a lot more debt than I did. That's yeah, for sure. He did. Well, you know, we. Uh, well, first of all, I um, I don't have a bachelor's degree. 
So, you know, I got through, I, I got exactly. through high school and I was bored shitless in high school. And, um, I went, I went to college, although I went for two weeks, had a really crazy, bizarre bunch of extenuating circumstances. I won't even drag you through. It was just a, it was a mess. Experimentation. <laughs> huh? <Yeah>. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> the experimentation was dealing with a roommate that was just crazy as shit. But, uh, so (laughs) I, I ended up, you know, I was paying for that myself. I was taking out loans. I was looking for grants. I was doing stuff because my parents couldn't have afforded to put me through college. And I was doing all that. I even had a, I already had a job in the cafeteria. Um, so I realized very quickly that was a really dumb mistake. And the, the day that I went into (laughs) I walked into a math class that I, okay, first of all, in those days, you couldn't just sign up for a class. You had to wait your turn and like it went alphabetical order. And then they put all the alphabet in a hat and drew it out. And you got to go on, like, I got to go day three for registration. So I was thinking pre-med in those days. And I walked into do registration and none of the classes that I needed in my curriculum were available. So they were like, well, take these things. I was like, okay, um, why would I want to do that? I'm not understanding the process here, obviously. So I ended up, you know, having to take a swimming class. I had this math class I walked into. I walked into this math class. This was the straw that broke the camel's back. Dealing with this asshole that I was a roommate with, whose father was an attorney, by the way, in the city of Radford. He lived like three miles from campus. Um, and this guy, was, this guy was dragging people in my room at like four in the morning in their underwear to have parties and stuff. So I have a class at 7.30, thanks. So anyway, uh, I went in this math class. The math teacher's asking questions around the room and he goes, and it's huge. It's a big, one of these big auditoriums. I was sitting up in the top. So he, a little guy in this he had this little bowl haircut. I'll never forget the guy. Great big round glasses. And he says, who in here has not completed, um, successfully completed in high school, a class of trigonometry? And I don't know, six, eight, 10 hands went up in the room, mine included. And then he said, worked his way back through geometry and finite functions, you know, all that. Yes. Me, just George, you know, and he said algebra two and my hand went up. I, I barely got through algebra one, algebra one. Cause I, I had a terrible teacher and I really hated math. So anyway, my hand went up and he pointed at me up there in the thing and he, and he squinted his eyes and he said, you're going to flunk my class. <laughs> and so I went, okay. So I gathered up my books and down the steps I went. <laughs> And across the room in front of him. And when I passed him, he said, where are you going? I said, hey, dude, if your mind's made up, you know, (laughs) why should I hang around? Yeah. So I went right to the dean's office and had a conversation with them. And I called home and said, you know what? I I decided this probably wasn't the place I needed to be either. And my mother said that day, it was really weird. She said, "Um, you have a letter here from the hospital. And I said, really? I said, go ahead and open it. She read it to me. And I had been accepted into the surgical technology program, which I had done, you know, applied for months and months before I really made the last minute decision to go to school. So 
That's cool. I went back home and started that program, and that was, you know, that was a lot of years ago. And that's, it's so weird how life works out. Like, I rarely stress about shit because, um, I don't know, not many decisions I'm going to make are going to be life or death. Um, and I try to teach, I try to like teach my kids that, but it's, I don't know if it's just something that's innate in some people or just experience gives you that confidence to like, just let go a little bit. Um, but I don't know, man, shit works out and you can get a job and yeah, I don't know. Do you find that to be true? Looking back. Yeah. I mean, looking back, it's, it's easy to say now, <laughs> but it, in most cases, everything, everything that happened to me and I, and I, you know, I'm one of those people who believes everything happens for a reason. Everything just sort of falls into place. Um, and if it doesn't, it's because you make really stupid decisions most of the time. So self-correcting. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I think, I think most of the time I, I feel like everything just sort of dropped in my lap. I was really lucky. I did the, I did the surgical tech thing, um, along about the last, the last six years or so I was in medicine. I was really hating the way it was going in Winchester it was turning into a big business and I hated the way they were treating patients. And I was working privately, like I said, with a group of surgeons and, and I just said, you know, this isn't, this isn't what I want to do. I, I was fighting a losing battle in the doctor's office all the time. And, uh, I got, um, I started going to school at night, both the boys were little. <laughs> so I was going 10 and 11 hours heart surgery in that time heart surgery during the day and scooting over to Lord Fairfax in the evening and trying to find some sort of career reassignment for myself, you know? So I was taking lots of classes. I ended up getting an, an associate degree there, but while I was going to school there, I, I met all of the, you know, it's a small school. So I met all these nice people, a lot of instructors, a lot of staff people that there. And one of my friends who I knew before that um, she worked there and she said, there's a job opening down here. You should come and apply. I know you're looking for another job. And it was running the audio visual department at Lord Fairfax. And I said, I don't know nothing about running no audio visual department. And she was like, eh, you can learn. And so <laughs> I went down there and, you know, they had a search committee and I knew like three out of the four people that were in the search committee. And they were all like, yeah, we need to get him in here. We, he's, he's a good guy and a creative mind and he can he can do this so i mean they took a chance hiring me and i ended up um, doing that and that turned into basically computer work i was working under the library there and i ended up being the the computer person for all the library computers like which turned went from 40 something to 60 something pretty quickly now and uh when you're when in that position like are you just telling people to unplug it? Wait a couple <laughs> seconds. Re Did you hit in. the reboot button? No, I was the I was not that guy. If I couldn't uh, if I couldn't figure out what was wrong, I would send them to that guy who would say, "Did you reboot? Have you defragged your computer? Do y'all know what defragging is?" It's yeah, you don't say that very often no, or anymore. Not anymore. I clear the cache. That's all. I yeah, do. yeah. So, yeah. So, yes. that, you know, I went through, I was there for almost 16 years. I was in medicine for 20 couple years. I was there for 16 years almost. And I've been at Shenandoah now for 12 years. So it all turned into a thing. Now I do faculty support. I teach faculty how to use technology and stuff like that. So that's cool. 
Yeah. I remember um, I didn't even apply to the college that had accepted me. It was all through um, our travel travel team coach who sent my name and like a couple other names on his travel team to this coach in West Virginia and coach ended up calling me, uh, went and tried out and my mom and papa took me to the tryout. Everything went well, came home. And then like two weeks later, they were, had sent me, um, where they called mom and were like, Hey, we're going to accept them. <clears throat> and I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and like she I mean she took it harder than I did she was crying and I was like look I just the position that we were living in at the time just didn't feel right uh for me to put all this debt under my name and uh it was a five-year school it was private it was out of state it was very expensive Mm-hmm. So, and I don't regret, I actually went back to that town, uh, um, like two years ago, I was driving through the town for work and, you know, at the time that I, I had gone through the tryout, I didn't get to go out and like see the city for what it was. Uh, I, I strictly went to the college, went to the soccer field, like did the whole recruiting thing, but it was like all with Oh, me staying on campus didn't mm. branch out or anything but when i was driving through the town for work i was like there ain't shit here there is nothing <laughs> here there <clears throat> it was well, like that was, was that was also <laughs> radford about you know 40 some years ago too same thing i mean there was nothing there yeah so i i have i have no regrets i mean i'm sure employees or employers look at your resume and say oh you graduated from so-and-so nope but dude just i'm a quick learner man if you, if you teach me I, i'll do it i'll show up on time every single day stay late if you need me to like I, I, sometimes i think reliability is more important than having a college graduate like a degree uh with your name on it because yeah. good work is hard to find like you could have a college degree, but you could also be a lazy piece of shit. Yes, I know a few of those actually. And yeah. dumb. <laughs> and dumb. You could still be dumb. You can definitely that still be too. dumb. <laughs> Listen, every day that I work, I, I work fairly regularly with PhDs. And every, every there are days that I think to myself, how the hell did you dress yourself this morning and get across the street without getting run over? Because yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah not all of them but you know what i'm saying it's just a thing that that you know the college education the big degrees and stuff don't really mean a whole lot anymore i i worked with a person i won't mention names right now but i worked Greg. with a person a few years ago and that person went back and got a phd and and knowing what i knew about that person i was like oh they must, they must just give those to anybody now because wow <laughs> <laughs> wow how does that happen? You run into uh, Jeremy Fox, Dr. Fox at Shenandoah. Uh, who is Jeremy Fox? Tell me, tell me who that is, because okay, I know I mean, the name. He and I coach soccer together, uh, about the same age. He's he's cool as shit. Um, I'm not exactly sure what what lane he's in. Um, I, I have to watch. I have to watch for his face because, you know, I I have like. 500 and some faculty members that I work with. Yeah. So. Oh, and a, and makes, a lot of them I see regularly, but 
I, he makes really good beer, so you should he? be friends with him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll check that out for yeah. sure. Oh, oh, I know. Uh, Jeremy were, uh, is a pharmacy um, instructor, isn't he? Yes, he's an instructor. Yes, I do know him. Uh, when you said he, he makes beer, we had that conversation at a meeting, we were a Zoom meeting this year, actually. Um, and I told him I needed to get to know him better. He's a he's a good dude. You'll, oh, you'll I, I will definitely you need to get out. to know him beer. To, that was stupid. Oh, was, my God. It was a stretch. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> Kyle. <clears throat> no. What's your next question, Kyle? I don't know. I left that text. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, I'm interested to see what questions you've compiled for Mr. Hoffman here. I had to ask around because, uh, I mean, I felt like my questions weren't going to be good enough. You were going to be like, this is a stupid question. Next. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're talking to me? You, you say I was going to think it was stupid? I'm going to give you uh, two answers, George, and you're going to tell me the question. Oh, oh shit. Because okay. I'm not Play sure Jeopardy? which place it is. Yeah. I'm going to say, well, this is just so blatantly obvious once I say, but whatever. Uh, either Costa Rica or hmm. or Greece. Did you know the question yet? Are you asking me where I like to travel? Yeah, you've been to Greece, right? I have. Okay, that's it. I have. Or either Actually, is the correct answer. <laughs> didn't I think Drake wrote that song because you went with Drake, didn't you? I think Drake Drake wrote that song. Take you what the grease, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I missed that one. I, I uh, I'll send it to you. Okay. Hey. Okay. I'll snail mail it to you. <laughs> I'm bringing that. Oh so, yeah. I I would. I favorite place you've traveled is the question. Greek, Orlando. The Greek. Yeah. It's close. <laughs> the Greek Isles are probably my favorite place so far only because literally um number one the people are really cool the people are really really nice in greece everywhere we went and and number two you know i'm kind of an amateur photographer so you can't point your camera in any direction in any place i was in greece and not get just a phenomenal photograph it's it's just such a beautiful area now we did we did a cruise we took in three islands and part of the mainland. Um, and so that was that was pretty phenomenal. Costa Rica is a really cool place. I, I highly recommend. Again, um, the people there are amazing. The government's incredible. They take care of their people. Education's high on their uh, list of things to make sure all their people get ed educated and they're literate. Um, their healthcare system's incredible. I've got a lot of expat friends down there now. We've been there a couple of times and we've gotten to know some people. You know, they, some of them have given up their, most of them are retired. Some of them have given up all their Medicare benefits and stuff here in the States because they can more, am I freezing up? It says I'm unstable. Um, That's just, uh, just mentally. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> it's a mental message. Oh shit! He actually did freeze up. Pause. Pause. <laughs> uh, I think we're back. Yeah, and hey, we're back. Don't even get me started. So, how much did you hear? Uh, you how talking, bad was it? How much did you hear? You were talking about your expat friends and their yeah. uh, Medicare. Well, they, Medicare. 
you know, they've had, they've had surgery and stuff down there. The doctors are good. The medicine's good. You can go to the pharmacy and get just about anything you need. It's a, you know, it's just, it's a neat place and it's beautiful. It has some really beautiful parts of the country. Uh, we, we have not traveled to all the places in Costa Rica we want to go, but we've been through the central Valley. We've done a couple of like volcano visit, um, um, you know, waterfall gardens, some coffee plantation, um, out to the beach. We went out to the West coast to two different beaches and to national park. So, uh, I, there's a lot more there. I want to explore the, the central Valley of Costa Rica has the world's most perfect climate. It's between 74 and 85 degrees there every day of the year. Mm. It's mm. not humid. It's just really a nice place to be. That is sexy weather. It is just the best. It's the best. They have nude beaches there. Um, you know, I haven't found one yet. Cause I'd look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any beach yeah. is a nude beach if you take your clothes off. If you that, just go for there it. There is that. But they do have laws <laughs> in some countries. So you have to kind of watch what you're doing. God. Loriel and I are bound and determined to go to Costa Rica with you and Ruth at some yeah. point in our lives. I'm trying to get the we're we're really trying to round the kids up to go in January or February, maybe. We were gonna try and go this year, but the the pandemic thing was still kind of looming and the that whole thing. It's hard to get the damn passports um some of them don't have their passports up to date and stuff i just finally got mine back after it took me like five months to get mine renewed mm. never had a passport me neither well it's time guys yeah you should don't wait until you're old same yeah i'd like to go out of the country just don't know when it will happen at this point that's why i like we'll going see. to florida because it's like you're out of the country <laughs> is it yeah man it is the people there are so nice and Dave's like the only person I know of that nope. says good things about Florida. No, nope. no, nope. no. Nope. Nope. George is Not George true. is going to retire there, and then we're going to have more. I friends won't, down there. but it's only because my <laughs> wife wouldn't go. You're retiring in Charlotte. Don't even Charlotte. That could happen too if we can afford it. It's too damn expensive. Yeah, Florida is way more affordable and logical. If nothing yeah. else, I'd like to spend the winters in Florida like every other snowbird. It's yeah, just, I, I just hate cold weather. Ruth and I don't like cold weather at all. And you get you know, to our it, age and it hurts your bones. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of the times that she and I have gone to Florida have been in the dead of summer. And people are always like, You go to Florida in the summertime. Well, I don't you right. know, it's not any more hot or humid than it is here in the Shenandoah Valley. It's not. I and almost it, think it's more humid here. <laughs> it, it may be. It may be. But, you know, well, the we moisture's were, locked in. We were there 2018, I think. We went down, we flew into Fort Lauderdale and rented a car. We hung around Miami for a couple of days, went to the nude beach actually in Miami. Um, Hallover is a really nice beach if you ever get down there. Were you just like running towards the beach, like? throwing yeah. your clothes yes. off <laughs> Baywatch. <laughs> yeah no, but it's a, i want to tell you that's one of the prettiest beaches i've ever been to it's i gorgeous. bet it was it's nice uh and then we drove we went from there we drove down around biscayne we drove over through the everglades did some stuff over there and then the next part of the week we drove down to the keys 
and we situated ourselves in Marathon, which is about halfway down through the Keys. And then during the day, we would just go wherever up and down the Keys and, and land. And there's a whole bunch of state parks there that are gorgeous on um, the Atlantic road. side. And you can just go out there and hang on the beach all day for two or three bucks to park your car. And yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, I'm again, I'm a photographer. And so, and I'm also kind of a naturalist. I like the, I like all of the flora and fauna. There's some, I, I like tropicals and subtropical plants. And I'm fascinated out in the Everglades by all these great animals and all the cool stuff that you can see down in the Keys. There are key deer everywhere and in at least big pine key. And then you go and you see all the real animals down in Key West. So mm. Key West was the hottest day. I think that we spent in Florida. We, we both got kind of bitchy and nasty. We, we were, we got lost. We were running around the streets down there and just walking, you know, doing all the stuff and looking at all these houses and taking pictures and everything. And it, it was so goddamn hot. We couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't breathe. And, and we got, we got kind of like, ah, yeah that's the well, kind of weather finally... i like to ride my bike in mm. i just put on like under armor and sweatpants and just ride my bike <laughs> in like 110 degree weather i love that shit well that'd be a good place to do it yeah we had planned to go down the second day and then we talked ourselves out of it we just hung out on the beach all day yeah no, I love Florida. Florida is a nice state. I, I'm not crazy about their politics, obviously. I think they're a bunch of crazy people in the, in the world of politics down there. And, you know, I'm sure, I, I, again, I, I'm one of those people who's really, really against excess, but there's nothing like a day at Universal Studios to just perk my ass up. I, I, love, I love amusement parks and stuff like that. Yeah. And the roller coasters are great. The nightlife's fun, you know, yeah. I'm all over it. Kyle, when you watch movies or documentaries or shows that you haven't seen before, do you talk during them? <laughs> like, do you look up facts on like the actors or like backstories that aren't explained during the show and then like express those stories to people around you? What are you trying to get at here? I'm just asking. Do you Sorry. know my oldest son? Because like you just <laughs> described him to a T and doesn't see anything wrong with it. I'm like, dude, trying to watch. If it's just Kelsey and I, we will treat a show or whatever like that. But it gets paused if we get too into the weeds on an actor. Or so you'll stop something. it. You'll just completely stop it and be like, this is. He was born on this day yes. in this small village. It's not, it doesn't happen all the time. But like, if we yeah. see someone and we're like, know that face, don't know who that is. Then you go down the I rabbit hole of what have they been? Yeah. Oh, I do that all the sure. time. Yeah. Here's I don't a, usually talk a lot during the thing. Uh, okay. Here, all right. Here, let me, let me reword it. Do you compare your experiences <laughs> to the experiences that the show is going through? Sure. I think, yeah, I think everybody does that. But then express it verbally. You know, I feel like someone bothered you in the wrong way on this. <laughs> you must have had a really bad experience. <laughs> what is L'Oreal doing to you? <laughs> Look, dude, L'Oreal and I, when we watch, we're just yeah. silent. Dude, we're, we're watching. We're not talking. We're watching. I'm just curious. Um, I would say I'm a little more quiet than Kelsey is. But really, a lot of uh, 
we do watch new things, but a lot of what we watch we've seen before. Like we just we like to yeah. watch. We do the same stuff. thing. We we rewatch stuff, but like lately, she's been L'Oreal's been on a kick, um, like going through new movies. We'll just have it kind of playing on the in the background, um, and then that's kind of trickled it into like after work. We're kind of sitting back having dinner, and uh, she'll put a new movie on or a documentary or whatever but just curious yeah if it's a new movie it's not on in the background i'm definitely putting a new movie on to watch it's got it's got a yeah my my full focus is on this new show just the most recent thing i just watched was uh porn what (laughs) (laughs) um and we're back (laughs) the uh chris pratt the tomorrow war have any of y'all watched that yet I've heard, I haven't watched it. I heard of it though. It, it is wild. You should, you should watch it. It's a uh, like just straight up action movie, but the the premise is it's different. I don't, I don't feel like it's been done before, and if it has, I haven't seen it. But um, it was good. That's cool. He's really good at that role too. Like it took him a while to find, like get into it, but he's good at it. Kind of reminds me of. Um or the preview at least kind of reminds me of how he performed in galaxy or guardians of the galaxy yeah yeah it is a little bit he's a little more serious but yeah definitely similar kind of jokey comedy vibe yeah you should check it out there mr george uh, sure. one of my final questions all right i've got two i'm a, this one should be really quick when giving or receiving are gift cards seen as a cop out? I don't give it much thought. I, I you know, <laughs> it's a really good question. <laughs> I, I, um, I'm one of those kind of diehard people who, if I'm going to give somebody a gift, I shop for something really good for them, something that that'll really work. But there are those people. Um, that are really difficult to like buy something for, or if you don't know them very well or something like that. So yeah, I wouldn't say yes or no. I, I would say that it might be something good to fall back on, but it wouldn't be my first choice. Let me put it that way. My, yeah, my oldest same. son is difficult to buy for. He's gotten to this, he's persnickety about everything. And he, you know, it's hard to find him unless he tells you exactly what he wants. You know? Yeah. You can't, yeah. It's hard to get him a gift that he, that he number one hasn't bought for himself or number two really likes when you get it to her. So it's my thing is I'll just buy it myself. Yeah, that's I feel like uh the older I used to like love for the wrong reasons Christmas because of the gifts and things like that. And but now the older I get, the more I'm like I feel like it is uh it's uh-huh. just more stress and just like it's stupid. <laughs> like I, if I want something, I'm going to go buy it. And like half the things that we like, we stress over giving to each other is just not worth it at all. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'd rather us just yeah. get together and enjoy yes. ourselves than I will have to that. worry about getting whatever X, Y, or Z. 100%. We, we, we started, you know, since all the kids are away, they're both in North Carolina. And um, we started realizing that what we really wanted was to get together with everybody. So we try and work that out. And even if it's a hike for a day or something like that, that's one of the things we really like to do. So 
Um, that's way more important than all the gifts. The gifts are fun. We do we do some little stuff. We're we're not really deep into buying big lots of stuff like a lot of people yeah. are. It's just not my. It never has been my thing. But it's hard. I've got to tell you, uh, having a grandchild, it's hard <laughs> not to not to yeah. go overboard. And, and we don't, but it's hard. We we have to really watch ourselves <laughs> to not do stuff like that because you want to just do everything. My final yeah. question is um, for both you and Wes um, and Kyle feel free to pitch in as you must. If there was one piece of nugget of wisdom that you could give your uh, children or grandchildren, what would it be? Wes, you're younger than me. You go ahead. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, I think the key to happiness is content and choice. So like try to position yourself to have that as much as possible. Showstopper. Same. Same. Older I get, the more I realize how much I want to work for myself. And I want no distractions from that. I want to just do me. But at the same time, like purposefully being grateful so you can be content and and happy with what you with what you do have 100 but i can't start a job that i applied to because i needed a job and i happened to get this job that i applied to it's hard for me to force myself to love that job i'll like it i'll enjoy it but 40 years from now that's what i'm saying choice like set yourself 100 Yeah. 100% agree. So there's a line in Avert Brothers song that says, decide what to be and go be it. And I feel like to have the passion for something, like find what you're passionate about and just go all in on it. Like if I could just like get Luna all in on that from a young age and that, I don't know. Because well, I feel like that's going to hopefully provide happiness. But I would say you have to also prepare yourself and give yourself permission to evolve. Mm. You can't, you can't go in, in a, especially we do this to kids, you know, when, when you're 16, you're supposed to decide what you want to be for the rest of your life. Um, It's the dumbest thing. It's the dumbest part of our society. Not only are you not mature enough or, or worldly enough to handle making a decision like that at that age, um, you know, it's too much pressure for, for young people. And people, young people shouldn't be put under pressure like that. So what, what you need to do instead of sort of looking for, looking for that passion or aiming that passion is figure out, you know, we, in the world of art, we all have a muse. So you find what your muse is, which is the thing that, that brings you the most happiness and the most peace. And then you aim yourself in that direction. Frankly, everything that I've done, you know, I've had three fairly varied careers in my adult life and everything I've done, I've really loved doing for most of the period of time that I had that job. And, and I think that's because I allowed myself to know that, you know, I, I got to the end of the medical thing and I realized it wasn't bringing me as much joy anymore. So I had to figure out a way not to do that anymore. And my next thing 
um, again, sort of dropped in my lap. But when I started doing it, I realized I really had a passion for what I was doing. Every, every one of my jobs has been helping people. That's, you know, the basis for, for every one of the jobs that I've had has been helping other people. And so that's what I get the most joy from. And that's what I, um, that's what I've been able to do. So, um, I think, I think it's important that, you know, like Logan, let's take, you know, Logan's not here to defend himself, but, um, Logan always wanted for, for all through his teen years and stuff, he talked about architecture. He always wanted to be an architect. And now if you ask him, he'd like to quit architecture and be a woodworker. Yeah. So, you know, um, I, I just am saying be cautious with yourself also, um, about putting pressure on your kids. You all are young about putting pressure on your kids to figure out what they want to do, what they want to be instead, give them all the support they need to be whatever, whatever they have passion for, and then be prepared to let that change. If it, if it doesn't work out, Zachary was, Zachary was uh, so interesting. He wasn't going to go to school at all. And I did try, I did kind of um, encourage him because I knew he could flourish there. I encouraged him to go to Lord Fairfax and he did, he was doing that for a couple of years and he was working and he put himself through school there. We, you know, we, we put him through school, but he got himself through school at Lord Fairfax and one of the counselors there who was a friend of mine, she said, you know, he's got so much potential. I'd really like to work on getting him to go to Radford and, and, or, or a school. And, and she did, she talked him into going to Radford and he did, and he did pretty well there. Only he was very much like me. He didn't know what he wanted to be or what he wanted to end up doing. And I I'm 65 right now. And I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. So (laughs) that's provided I grow up, you see. So I, I could never fault him for that. Or I could never say you need to get your shit together and, you know, do whatever, because I was in the same boat. I, I lived that every day of my life. And so he figured it out. Finally, we did have to have to tell him when he got to the end of a couple of years and he changed his major a couple of times and he, he didn't have enough credits to graduate and he was going to have to go another year. And we were like, well, it's time for Logan to go to school now. So you're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he did, you know what, he did it on his own. He, he came home and he worked and he figured out how to put himself through the rest of that thing. And he wanted to get a degree and he did it and he did it all on his own. So, and I'm proud of him for doing that. We supported him as much as we could. And uh, he doesn't listen. So you don't have to, you know, yeah. Put too much on it. Yeah. I think, I think more, more and more people are having that conversation now. Um, And like, just go, go try some stuff, go taste it. Yeah and see if something leads to another thing like i would say most people i didn't even i've never known any of the jobs i've ever had since becoming an adult i didn't even know they existed when i was in high school so like it'd be really weird to try to choose amongst things i don't know exist well and and you know the our our world evolves so quickly nowadays especially in worlds of technology and finances and things like that you couldn't know what's going to happen 10 years from now or 15 years mm-hmm. from now so yeah trying to trying to place yourself in something is kind of is kind of futile yeah, so i, I would probably I tell to... my kids to you know to live their lives and to love who they wanted to love always be themselves to travel as much as they could 
because I think yeah. uh, globalization yeah. is just so important to be a yeah. whole human being anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And and mostly to be kind to everybody. Yeah. Be nice. Work hard. Yeah. Yep. Kyle, you were I'm saying so serious tonight. I'm so sorry. I'm so serious. I was just going back to the. What are we paying you for? The the decide what to be and go be it and like. I don't know that I necessarily. I don't think I mean to decide. Like I agree. Like you you don't know what the hell you want to do at 16, not even 18, 20, whatever. But um, it's like I know myself growing up, not very confident in a lot of what I did. So like how, that's what I I hope for Luna or whatever is like to be confident and and you decide on something and go, you know, have the guess at it. Yeah, I guess. And then the, I think the other part of that, which I've figured out a lot more as I got older is allowing yourself to fail. Like even mm -hmm. my daily, everything I do for work, like I wouldn't get anything done if I didn't do something shitty first. Like I have a new project. I'm not, I won't even start if I didn't allow myself to just like, get some horrible idea out and then that sparks to oh okay wait this will work and then go from there like or clear so like, the bottleneck in your brain yeah exactly yeah. and that's like a very small scale but like just big you know tongue in the a1 you know, big, you know what i mean a1 just tongue. unblock it, it. <laughs> no, we brought it first circle didn't we the tongue in the a1 tongue. yeah yeah that's good <laughs> no, i think you're right though man like yeah 100 um, you, you i get excited you know, I screw up throughout the day, but like those big All ones, like those big ones where I'm, I was wavering day. on my decision, I choose it, I go for it and it was wrong. Like God, I get so much, like I get excited for those now. I'm like, okay, this is what I think I'm going to go for it. And if it's wrong, like now I know, now I know for sure what I should do. Like I'm, I get excited for those moments. Yep. I have those moments when I'm working with, with faculty, you know, and you have people who are really challenged as far as technology. We had, you know, we, for quite a few years, we had a, a fairly aged um, faculty as a rule and they're getting younger and younger, but, you know, trying to get drag people into the 21st century sometimes has, has a lot of um, pitfalls, but anyway, my, my, my good days would be when I walked away from somebody and they learned how to do something and they smiled. And they were like, Oh my God, this has opened up a whole new world for me. Now I can do so-and-so, you know, that's, yep. that's a good day for me. So I, I, I treat people, I, I hit people on their own skill level. So I think that's what I have going for me. A lot of people in technology, I'm not a techie person at all. I got here the same way um, all these other people did. So when I'm teaching other people, I hit them on their skill levels and speak their language. Yeah. And, uh, and that's the way I, that's the way I win them over and get by. And that's why I've been successful at what I do. You said earlier about what to instill in your child or whatever. And, mm -hmm. and you said to allow, or, you know, that they love who they want to love. Yeah. And I think bringing up Catholic church again, but it's always, uh, say you're watching a movie or whatever and like when someone comes out or you know they finally figure out that whoever it is and that they, that's who they want to be with that's always gotten me in stuff in movies like that is always a little and i i'm realizing more and more that it's like i think because of growing up in the catholic church and being like like that's awful like i don't know like i 
100% want Lena to be whoever she's going to be. And like, I just can't fathom not loving your kid over something like that. Like it just, that kills me. So yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Just that's a big one. Reiterating yeah. that. Yeah. Like it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. And you know, you know, you hear those horror stories about people turning their backs on children for being gay or for, you know, whatever. I, I, being it's beyond my comprehension. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And I'm not sure why they ever had children. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I won't drag this out too much longer. Do you guys uh, have any other questions that you want to ask Mr. Jorge? Oh man, it's been a blast. I, you being related to Logan gave me some apprehension at first. I was, <laughs> I was upset. Now, really. now, now you understand Logan all, all together, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll admit I was upset. I was upset, but now I'm happy. Uh, no, it's been, it's been fun, man. Uh, it's always good to see you. Uh, I catch you at random too. times in, in my life every, every couple of years. So it, it's, it's always true, good to see isn't you. It? Yeah. True, isn't it? We I haven't run to... into you for a while. Yeah. We need you to do one thing for us. We need you to say, this is George Hoffman, lead singer of Fits in the Tantrums. You're listening <laughs> to Deaf Dialogue. We need, we need a send off. Fits in the Tantrums, huh? Yeah. yeah. I, I, you all, you all may not know this. <laughs> After that whole conversation, I was going down the road one day and they came on the radio and, and uh, I took a picture of it and I, and I sent it to Logan and he said, Oh my God, you need to send that to Dave right now. <laughs> so I did. I get this picture from, from you and I'm like, what, what are you doing, dude? What the hell is going <laughs> it's, on? It's here? too early on this Wednesday for you to be <laughs> sending me fits in the tantrums pictures. Uh, yeah. I, I don't even know who they are. I, so, you know. <laughs> I'm, you know, Logan that's one of the things I, I see these game shows on TV that have to do with with uh, with, uh, you know, pop culture, basically. And and I realize how fucking old I am. <laughs> it's like I'm just really out of touch. You know, you all talk talking about watching series and stuff on TV. I can't devote that much of my time or much that much of my day yet to doing anything like that. I, my one thing I want to do one of these days is watch all of Shit's Creek because that's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, but I can I can do maybe one or two episodes, three episodes if if I'm having a really lazy evening. But um, that's about it for me. I can't I can barely watch a whole movie. It, you know, it's just too yeah. much going on. That's an incredible show, though. It's oh my god, really, gosh, it's, really it's good. And it just keeps getting better and better the farther you get into it. You know, it's got everything about it is right. All the characters, the character studies are so good. But I, I love that you can, you know, right now it's syndicated, so it pops up on a couple of different channels for us. So, you know, if I find it, it's on to keep from watching something like Big Bang Theory again. I'll, <laughs> I'll turn that on. And it's like you can you can come in anytime and it doesn't matter what happened last week or the week before or whatever. It's always a good show. So yeah, I brought up Ted Lasso earlier, but I'll uh you should I, if you haven't watched it, I have it, been seeing I've been joy, reading so. about Ted Lasso, so I need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been fun, guys. Yeah. We're gonna split. Thanks for coming on. Thank you all. Good seeing you, man. I hope I didn't get too serious for you. No, we love it. We like the serious. Have a good night. See you guys. Bye. See ya. Bye. Love you, bye.